Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good afternoon. Welcome back. The third and final segment with my guest uh, coming to us from the beautiful city of New York, Brent Delman. He's known as the cheese guy. It's National Dairy Month, the whole month of June. And uh, he's nice enough to be a part of the program today. And let me tell you, Brent, cheese can be made from all manner of milk. We've all had cow's milk and sheep and goats. But the reality of it is some of the weirdest cheese, uh, reindeer, buffalo, yak, we have a gal here in town, well, outside of Wichita, she lives out in the country, that has a yak farm, and they sell not only yak meat, but she makes yak cheese, and it, it is, well, it's just okay. phenomenal. It, 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 it really is. She doesn't make enough. I, I, you know, she's just got a small plot of land, and it's just her and her husband, but uh, I will get you some and send it to you. Um, yeah, oh, very interesting. And I, I didn't wasn't aware that there was any made in the states. You know how I met her? We were at the Murray's cheese counter in our Dylan's uh, Kroger store here, uh, and oh God, here comes my memory again. She was talking to the lady behind the counter about uh, oh the orange cheese with little holes in it that that that, that bugs make. Uh, Mimolette. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Takes the village. <laughs> And I and she started to tell the lady that, and I said, you know, there's only two of us in this store that know about that. And and then we started talking, and she goes, well, I, I make cheese. I said, really? And it began, and she was on my program uh, probably two years ago. Her and her husband were in studio, and I, I will send you some. I'm making a note right now. Um, no kidding. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Oh, great. She is. I, I, think, I think it typically, uh, yak cheese is typically made in, Tibet or uh, Mongolia, as far as I know. Yeah, I've never, never heard of it being made here in uh, North America. Well, who, who would have thought? Wow. Right here in the center of the country. So now I, we don't have a lot of time. I want to ask you a few questions, and uh, we can go through them as fast or as slow as you want. Um, we've all we, you and I, and most of our European friends like a cheese course whether it's uh, uh, as a meal substitute or 
uh, the end of a meal as a dessert kind of issue or an intermezzo somewhere in throughout the meal. What would be your best choice for a, a table cheese or a, a, a cheese spread? Do you like one, two, three different types? Uh, do you have any cheese favorites that would fit that bill for you if we were going out to a restaurant? Uh, so <clears throat> you're saying as, as a part of a meal or uh, how, to, how to make a, a, your own sort of cheese board uh, yes. at, at, at home? Or, uh, what would, you, yeah, what would yeah. you pick? So well, I, I like to mix up the varieties, and uh, you can mix it up by, um, by texture. That's, that's, that's one way. So I'd like to have some uh, good fresh cheeses and maybe a, uh, a goat cheese, nice creamy goat cheese, mm. and um, throw in then the opposite end of the spectrum, a good hard cheese, something like an aged Gouda or cheddar or Parmesan. Uh, I, for, for people in general, I'd throw in a blue. I, in particular, interestingly enough, um, I'm allergic to penicillin, which uh, is the mold that goes into the making of, uh, of blue cheese. So uh, that's not a cheese for me, but I would throw in uh, a blue cheese, any type of either, you know, like a gorgonzola or Roquefort or, uh, you know, some of the wonderful domestic blue cheeses that are made mm-hmm. in the States throw a blue in there. So I'd mix it up by texture. So you get some creaminess, you get some hard textures and then also uh, some, some taste, some of the, uh, some more mild and some more intense. And, uh, you know, as, as I'm sure, you know, with wine and cheese pairings, uh, you know, you like to sort of go through the spectrum and then, and then pair some of the more mild and the more intense cheeses with, uh, with milder or, full-bodied uh, wines as well. So, uh, yeah, that, I would say a, a creamy goat and then, um, and then a good hard cheese and a, and a, um, and a blue. Uh, and then even throw in, uh, it's considered a soft cheese too, but uh, a bloomy rinded sort of what we, the technical term is stinky. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> something a little bit more pungent, maybe a French style. Uh, something like a brie or a camembert. And, uh, yeah, so I think somewhere between three to five varieties is a good number. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, and, and it can be, of course, and you just take little bites of those, and it's a great dessert way to do. And uh, anyway, all right, yeah. another question. Yeah, yeah you know, go, go ahead. Yeah, sorry to interject. There's one, interestingly, uh, and, I'll, and I'll tell you, and it sort of segues into one of the niches that we have is that. So interestingly enough, you know, most most countries around the world, especially Europe, they have they have it uh, as an after uh, you know a- after course uh, after the meal. But uh, when I was in Portugal, they um, they they had it as a as a as an appetizer, the the cheese course. And and it's an interesting little fact that not a lot of people know that. So at uh, centuries ago. Uh, Portugal uh, had a very large Jewish population, actually, prior to the Spanish Inquisition, and um, and one of the one of the dietary laws of uh, being kosher is that uh, you cannot mix milk and meat products. It comes from the Bible, hmm. and it talks about um, not cooking. There was a tradition uh, back in the day of cooking uh, a. a child uh, a calf in, in the milk of its mother and the bible forbids that so one of the one of the traditions of keeping a kosher diet is uh, not to mix milk and meat 
and so one of the traditions that came out of that was that um, uh, Portugal, with its large Jewish population, started. They would have a cheese course, and then they would take a long break, and then they would have the rest of the 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 meal. Uh, so um, yeah, I love it. It's that interesting. Favorite cheese to cook with, and and just real quick, I mean, I I know when I make French onion soup, uh, what cheese I like to put on top, and that's pretty traditional. And I know that some of the best grilled cheese sandwiches I've had weren't just with a high quality cheddar; they were with a, a mixture of cheeses that melt nice. Your favorite cheese to cook with? Um, you know, I like sheep sheep milk cheeses. Uh, pecorinos. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they, you know, sheep milk has, uh, more of everything in it, <laughs> more <laughs> protein, more fat, more, uh, it's just, you know, that nothing like to me, uh, uh, yeah, it, it, it kicks up, you know, you get, make something like a cacio e pepe, mm-hmm. something, uh, uh, you know, pasta or, uh, or just melting or just shaving it over, uh, over vegetables like broccoli and cauliflower and asparagus. Yeah. I, I, I'm a Manchego fan having lived in Spain and had all varieties from a fresh, young, soft Manchego to a gradable firm yet still yeah. oily room temperature slices of aged Manchego and, ah, I'm getting hungry. Oh, man. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> well, let's tell everybody again, folks. Uh, this is Brent Dillman. He's the cheese guy. And you can go to thecheeseguy.com, learn more, look at it. There's links at goodlifeguy.com. And Brent, the best place to order, do they go through the web? And then that will take them to blockandwedge.com? Yeah. Yes. Also, just one last thing. I would just want to mention that we fill a lot of niches. That's part of, part of our goal to for people who are kosher and vegetarian, so we don't use any animal enzymes. And uh, we're, most of our cheeses are gluten-free. We get them certified gluten-free. So for, for people, we try to make our cheeses available to everybody. So that's that's a lot of who, and, and obviously then the small batch and artisanal. But those are a lot of the, that's really our core customer, people who have never had the ability to, to find yep. uh, cheeses that were uh, that, that fit their dietary needs. So, um, so yeah, if you go to our website, um, there's a, it'll take you to a link if you want to purchase online called Block and Wedge. It's a sister company of ours that ships uh, our products online. You, you can mm-hmm. also uh, you can also get some of our products from iGourmet.com as well. Yeah, well, and uh, and I and I love to do I, you know we started during COVID doing Zoom events, but I still continue to do uh, Zoom events. And what we do is we ship uh, the same assortment of cheese products cheeses out to everybody we also have some crackers and some jams that are made under our under our brand i don't actually make them but they're made with my recipes for us under the cheese guy so we put together a whole package and we ship it out so we do corporate events and everybody gets the same basket or box of cheese and crackers and jams and then we sit sit down over zoom and we do uh we have a fun event together yeah you know i think that will be one of the uh, minor silver linings from COVID is that uh, some people became more computer literate and we found a way to be face-to-face at least on a TV screen or a, a computer screen uh, even when we were sheltering in place. Uh, Brent Delman, you're a great man. Thanks for being a part of The Good Life today. Thank you, Guy. really appreciate it. 
Best of luck. And oh, by the way, uh, the Yak Cheese producer, I went back to my website, January 19th uh, or January 15th of 2019. Uh, the Dancing Yak is the farm. Uh, the gal that does it, 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 her name is Jamie, and uh, it's a hoot. And you can learn more. Uh, she's got a Facebook page. She's also got thedancingyak.com. And uh, take a look at that and see uh, great stuff. All right, Brent Dillman, have a great weekend, my friend. Great to talk to you, and I uh, hope we cross paths in the future. Cheers. Thanks so much, guys. Take care. Quick break, and we'll be back with the wine of the week. I got a Pinot Grigio that'll knock your socks off. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.